podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Did you, uh, you've seen the spread, I'm sure, John. The Texans are oh, yeah. nine and a half point underdogs. Do you, does that sound right to you, nine and a half, or does that feel a little high to you? I thought it would be. I think you tweeted seven and a half, something, a touchdown. Yeah. And, um, and because the Texans are a much better team. Now, the coldest they've played in this year is 48 degrees at Tennessee. They beat the Titans on that Kaimi Fairbairn 54-yard field goal with no time left. Even in the Jets game where they were awful, it was 58 degrees. Mm-hmm. So they'll be playing in cold weather for the first time. And But they Stroud's been so good, and the defense is playing better. Um I think they'll play a lot better, and if they win, it won't surprise me. But if they lose, you know, it certainly won't surprise me either. But I think I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of money bet on the Texans. Yeah, well, the line's already gone down to nine, at least where I look for stuff like this, and I jumped on it at nine. So I'm I'm in on the Texans getting more than a touchdown in this game. Obviously, most of that's based on the faith in C.J. Stroud um, that that he can keep this game close. It's interesting, John, this cold weather theme here. I, I'm I'm very anxious to see how they play, particularly CJ in the cold weather. And I know he's played in cold weather before in college. But just in general with the AFC long term, you know, unless the Texans are going to go get the one or two seed every year, um, which they could be perfectly capable of doing when they continue to fortify this roster and, and so forth, um, they're really – the Texans are really the only warm weather indoor team – that's at that level right now in the in the AFC. You know, like I, I know Miami's a warm weather team that made the playoffs. They're kind of fraudulent right now, and I don't think they know what they want to do at quarterback. The main teams in the AFC right now are Baltimore, Cincinnati when Joe Burrow is healthy, Buffalo, Kansas City. Those are and those are probably the four quarterbacks plus CJ. Those are like the five best quarterbacks in the AFC right now. The AFC is in all likelihood for the next several years gonna go through cold weather cities. So this is a this is you know kind of a I think a nice early test just to see if the weather's a factor at all for this team. I agree, and it shows that you can't be losing games with no time left against Atlanta and Carolina. Yes, yeah, they all count. No question about that, John. I thought too, just circling back to Cleveland, because you and I, we've only done one podcast since the since the game ended in thinking it through it and really getting to see how the last 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever it is, have played out since Saturday. Um, them getting a home game obviously helped them win the game, being at home. I thought it was really cool, though, for the team to, the, the team to kind of get the message from the fan base on the way into the offseason that, no, we're back now. Like, we're back. We believe in you guys. We're loud again. Um Maybe that's just because it was the playoffs. Who knows? I, I can't imagine this feeling wearing off um, going into next season. If anything, the enthusiasm is only going to be amped up going into next season because there's going to be more moves to be made You know that are going to get people even more excited about this team and the potential of this team. I thought it was really cool, you know, as opposed to the last impression being at home being the New Year's Eve game with Tennessee, which was fine. It was good, but it was more of a normal home game, late-arriving crowd, so forth. Um, for them, for I, I thought for the team to kind of see like, no, this is how we feel about you guys now, and that the game was sold out. I thought there were way fewer Browns fans than I thought there would be. 
I think that's that that was kind of a, a a real cool opportunity. Thank you to the Tennessee Titans, John, for allowing the the team to absorb that adulation and from the crowd, as opposed to just seeing it on social media and hearing about it while going on the road to play a wild card game. I believe it when I see it, because uh, we have late arriving crowds. We have a lot of empty seats at games. You know, the Astros they don't fill up right when at games. Something about fans there. They don't like to be in their seats, not not a lot of them. Don't like to be in their seats for the first pitch or the kickoff, which I just don't understand. Now I go, I get there three hours early, but that's but I'm different. But I just can't imagine paying your hard-earned money and not being there for the whole game. And all the fans that yeah. came to this game, they got their money's worth. Hopefully that is a sign of what's to come next season when uh, we're going to see them a lot more in prime time than we have, uh, which was once. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad the ESPN ABC thank enough of them to put Troy Aikman and Joe Buck back on their broadcast for a second time. So everything is definitely looking up. <laughs>